Hi, I'm Melissa Nash from Checkmark Collections. I've built a business out of collecting bad debt for good companies. If you're a good company with some bad paying customers, call us. We can help you get paid. No collection, no fees. The collections business is growing fast and Checkmark is looking for new franchisees. Visit CheckmarkCollections.com to find out more about collection services and franchise opportunities. Have questions? Why is it important to stay informed with what's happening in the news? Just a man with a couple questions. Get answers. Is it going to be a loan? Are they going to pay us back? Who's going to guarantee that? It's Brian Mudd's Q&A of the day. News Radio 1290. WJNO. Today's Q&A, the Inflation Reduction Act's actual impact on inflation. This is brought to you by Melissa Nash's Checkmark Collections. And each day, I feature a listener question that is sent by one of these methods. You may email me, Mudd at iHeartMedia.com. Hit me up on social at Mudd Radio. You may also use the iHeartRadio Talkback feature. Just go to WJNO inside of the iHeartRadio app. Tap on the microphone button. You may lay down your message right there, perhaps for a future Q&A. Today's note is this, at Brian Mudd Radio, I'm sorry, but the Screw You Act was no better than the CARES Act, which actually kicked off the inflation. Biden just drove the last 1,900 billion nails into the coffin after Trump's $2 trillion. Okay, so bonus points for the use of the term Screw You Act, because that's what I've not so affectionately referred to the Inflation Reduction Act as over the past year, or the Screw You Acts in reference to the one-two punch of President Biden's American Rescue Plan in conjunction with last year's Inflation Reduction Act. Anyway, today is the one-year anniversary of President Biden's signing of the Inflation Reduction Act, which is why this is a topic of conversation. Legislation President Biden is celebrating as a success with two days of events. The first was yesterday. However, with President Biden's approval rating on handling inflation at a paltry 34% currently, it is clear that he's just about the only person who feels like celebrating. And that's, of course, because the Inflation Reduction Act hasn't reduced inflation. It's far higher today than it was a year ago today. Hence the name, the Screw You Act, as I first referred to it prior to the time of, of its passage. Now, the role the government plays And spending and impacting inflation with it is something I've extensively covered over the past two and a half years. And in principle, I agree with the premise that the CARES Act, which was signed into law in March of 2020 by President Trump, I agree was not good legislation. That said, it not only didn't prove to be inflationary, but it also statistically played no role in creating what eventually led to the 40 plus year high inflation that we are still struggling as a country to combat. I'll illustrate the point. In March of 2020, the U.S. inflation rate, when the CARES Act, which was passed at the onset of the impact of the pandemic, just about the times that the lockdowns had begun, the inflation rate was one and a half percent. In January of 2021, when Joe Biden was sworn in as president of the United States, the inflation rate was one point four percent. So not only was the CARES Act evidence not to be inflationary, but inflation actually fell long after its passage. And the reason is pretty simple. The artificial debt stimulus provided through the CARES Act was only effectively replacing what many Americans were not allowed to earn and produce during the impact of the early months of the pandemic as businesses were shut down and jobs were lost. And it didn't even fully do that, which is why the U.S. economy entered a recession shrinking by 2.8% in 2020. 
And that's how and why the huge government debt spending actually led to lower inflation over time. As for what came next, well, the U.S. economy achieved 40-plus year high inflation based on a one, two, three, four punch of bad policies under the Biden administration. The week one executive actions by President Biden killing the Keystone XL pipeline, banning the harvesting of energy on 2.46 billion acres of land, and inhibiting the ability for energy companies to obtain new permits generally, that created the basis for the energy inflation crisis. The March 2021 American Rescue Plan, which did the opposite, was the printing of a $1.9 trillion in made-up money, watering down the U.S. monetary supply while simultaneously creating artificial demand with the inflated dollars. Ditto the November 2021 Infrastructure and Jobs Act, which invented hundreds of billions of more dollars out of thin air and created even greater artificial demand. And last but not least, one year ago today, we had the Inflation Reduction Act, which was more of the same under a different name. The rate of inflation was 1.4% the day Joe Biden became president and Democrats gained complete control of Congress. One year later, it was 7.5%, and that was after having peaked above 9% along the way. Today, two and a half years later, it's still greater than double the rate that it was the day that Joe Biden became president at 3.2%. But because of how high inflation has been, Even the rate of inflation doesn't tell the whole story. That's 3.2% higher inflation than what had already been a 41-year high rate of inflation last year and what had been a 40-year high rate of inflation the year before. Context is key here. Joe Biden's real inflation rate is 18% through the first two and a half years of his presidency, meaning you have to spend $1.18 to buy today what a dollar bought on January 20th of 2021. And yet the president has the audacity to celebrate this. As I've always said, a politician can lie to you about what policy will do, but they can't lie about what isn't in your wallet. So back to where this conversation started. There's a difference between bad public policy, which largely the CARES Act was, and bad public policy that's inflationary, which is everything that's happened since that particular law. The CARES Act was a failure largely because it paid people to stay home as opposed to working, which, as we quickly came to learn, should have never happened. But it wasn't inflationary because we had a government-induced recession, which was bigger than the stimulative effect of it. But then we had a Joe Biden-induced energy crisis, which was an inflationary event, stoked by three huge artificial debt spending packages, the Screw You Acts, during a time which the U.S. economy was already growing again. Any artificial debt spending package during a period of economic growth will be inflationary. Three of them and a self-induced energy crisis gives you what we've been living through.